Hello and welcome to my latest podcast. As usual, it consists essentially of the rantings of a grumpy old man with his tongue usually firmly embedded in his cheek and his brain left to have a lie in. I've recorded them in alphabetical order because I've no imagination. This week, B is for Big Brother. Now, I don't mean as in one of the most influential pieces of literature of the 20th century, and I don't mean the penultimate track on the greatest album ever composed in the history of music ever. That's Diamond Dogs, by the way. No, what I mean is that heap of turgid, brain-numbing, utter, utter trash that is churned out at primetime on Channel 4, allegedly for entertainment. Ye gods, what is that all about? We live in the nation that spawned Shakespeare and Dickens, and yet now we are served up this trash. Whatever happened to good drama? The period stuff done by the BBC. Sherlock Holmes from Granada Television. The magnificent Clayhanger. Emergency Ward 10. That's the sort of stuff John Logie Baird had in mind when he invented TV, I'm sure. If John Logie Bird was alive today, I reckon he'd probably top himself just so he could spin in his grave after watching his first episode of Big Brother. As it is, he's probably hiding behind his wings and harp or something, trying to keep away from Shakespeare's ghost who would like us not kick him into hell and damnation for ever inventing television. Why, oh why, does anyone ever sit and watch this garbage? Did you see the movie Elephant Man? A tremendously damning indictment of Victorian values where you can't help but feel sorry for poor John Merrick. Hideously deformed, he's trotted out as a sideshow freak for people to laugh at or recoil from in horror. So we leave the cinema thinking, thank God we've moved on and we are so much more civilised than and superior to those savage Victorians. You think we've moved on? You're having a laugh. Turn on Big Brother and what do you see? A guy with Tourette's syndrome. Not in there so we can better understand his condition and sympathise. Not in there to educate us that some people have afflictions with the potential to ruin their lives. Not a bit of it. He's in there because the programme makers hope his strange mannerisms and unintended foul language will shock people and hopefully upset some of his fellow inmates, causing rows or showing up their ignorance and lack of compassion. If that's not tantamount to treating a human being the way the Victorians treated John Merrick, I don't know what is. Mercifully, the person in question is quite endearing, and his unintended outbursts are usually less strong than some of his colleagues who ought to know better, so that's been a smack in the eye for Channel 4. So who's up next? A woman with, allegedly, the biggest breast implants in Britain. For crying out loud, who cares? They look hideous! Put them away! They might be big, but they sure as hell ain't clever! What does this woman's presence add to the cultural heritage of this country? No, don't answer that. It's a rhetorical question. I really don't want to spend my evenings staring at a woman with a pair of solid basketballs surgically attached to her sternum, thank you very much. Roughly 50% of the population of this country has breasts, and most of them, I've done a study, are a damn sight more attractive than those freaky balloons. Even some of the man boobs seen on beaches every summer. 
She's in the house for her freak value, not for any talent or entertainment value other than the lowest kind of elephant man-like gawping. What of the rest? A woman whose clothes seem to keep falling off, who comes over all indignant if any of the guys get smutty with her. Don't put your fruit on the barrow if you don't want people to check how firm it is. A couple of homosexuals who just have to be outrageously camp. A woman who's old enough to know better, but her husband bought her a place. Several people who need subtitles every time they speak, just to give us a sporting chance of understanding a word they're saying. And a sprinkling of assorted foul-mouthed freaks and exhibitionists, none of whom have any talent whatsoever as far as I can see. Wake up, you numpties! No one's laughing with you, they're all laughing at you! Just to add to the fun, Big Brother decides to give them double beds. And not enough for one each, so they're forced to share. Oh yes, very droll BB. Why don't we encourage some freak show shagging on primetime TV? That'll improve no end the cultural landfill site that is 21st century Britain. What will the guy with Tourette shout as he snuggles up next to their massive plastic mammaries? Will the Welsh contingent shout out in English or Welsh as they climax just before the commercial break? Yes, sir, political investigation is alive and well on Channel 4. Why do people watch this trash? We stopped bear baiting, dog fighting and cock fighting years ago because we realised that it isn't right to abuse dumb animals for entertainment. People would be appalled nowadays if a travelling circus exhibited Siamese twins or thalidomide victims, but put a freak show on in your living room where all you have to do is turn on the TV and somehow that's okay. I'm told that in the Australian version of the show, one inmate woke a slumbering female inmate by dangling his meat and two veg in her face. Lovely jubbly. Not exactly shall I compare thee to a summer's day, is it? More like, will you compare these two to that gay? Still, not to be outdone, Channel 4 trot out the usual compare, but this time round she's about eight and three quarter months pregnant, and the clothing and camera angles make sure we don't forget it, even when she isn't wearing that frock with Big Mother written across it in large sparkly letters. How much lower can this show go? I reckon the next big surprise will be Davina giving birth live in the Big Brother house, close-ups and all, with the guy with Tourette's and one of the gays, both dressed as nurses, delivering the baby, which is then suckled by the woman with huge implants before being taken into the diary room to become, wait for it folks, Britain's youngest ever celebrity extreme makeover as it's given a facelift by two of the other women, topless, of course. Just to make things even worse, Channel 4 has to have a phoning, of course. No reality TV show will be complete without one. And naturally, it's a premium rate number. So people sit and watch this freak show with a sponsor's advert either side of every commercial break and a host of adverts in between, and then they phone in to vote for who they want thrown out. Channel 4 must be absolutely coining it in. To add insult to injury, their next gimmick is to have a phone vote to send two rejected freaks back into the house. Now hang on a minute, people have paid good if misguided money to have these people removed from their TV screens. 
Now they'll have to throw more money at it to make sure the least favourites are the ones allowed back in. Then, then they'll have to part with more dosh to get rid of them again. What a cheek! If I go to the shops and buy a pair of shoes, the shopkeeper doesn't turn up six weeks later and say, sorry, these shoes are going back into the store. You'll have to pay again to get them out. But, I can hear the protests, the phoning money goes to charity. Yeah, right. A proportion of the money goes to charity. A nice little hook to catch people on. Because the more calls Big Brother receives, the more it can bump up the cost of sponsorship and adverts. And in turn, advertisers pass on those costs to us. We pay again. Look, if you want to give to charity, write out a cheque! Or better still, set up a standing order. Don't throw your cash at money-making freak shows. Hang about. I think I get it now. We may be laughing at the freaks, but Channel 4's laughing even louder at us. That's it for this week. As always, you can email me on podcast at cider.net. If you've been offended, tough luck. Some of your views probably offend me too. If you want to rant, don't email me, start your own podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please come back next Friday to download the next one. But remember to ask nurses permission before using the hospital computer. I'm Steve Sider, swifty and misanthrope and grumpy old man. Thanks for listening and goodbye.